Welcome to Inner Divine Alchemy, a podcast for spiritual seekers who dare to explore the depth of this divine existence and the constructs that make up our very reality. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a fellow spiritual seeker, full-time creative entrepreneur, and best-selling indie author. If you're looking to go deeper on the types of things we discuss on this podcast, I sincerely hope you'll join me in my monthly membership community called the Inner Divine Collective at innerdivinealchemy.com. Without further ado, let's get metaphysical, shall we? Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to introduce special guest Shannon Kaiser. Shannon is a world-renowned spiritual and self-love teacher, speaker, and empowerment coach. A best-selling author of five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment, including The Self-Love Experiment, Adventures for Your Soul, and Joy Seeker, and the creator of Unshakable Inner Peace Oracle Cards, she guides people to awaken and align to their true selves so they can live their highest potential. She's been named among the top 100 women to watch in wellness by Mind Body Green and your go-to happiness booster by Health Magazine. Without further ado, please join me in giving a warm welcome to Shannon Kaiser. Hi, Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm jumping up and down and dancing over here too. I'm so excited to connect with you. Thank you oh, for that lovely introduction. Yes, yeah, same here. To start, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey and how you got into spirituality and the self-empowerment space? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am loving what I do and I'm truly feeling aligned and connected to everything I do through the coaching and the books now, but it wasn't always this way. You know, about a decade ago, I was climbing the corporate ladder and living what looked like the dream, working in advertising and working with celebrities all around, flying around the world and had a man who wanted to marry me. It looked great on the outside, but I was crying myself to sleep every night and I was addicted to drugs and suffering through eating disorders silently and most of my relationships were pretty toxic. I couldn't look in the mirror and say anything nice about me. There was such a lack of self-love And then the doctor diagnosed me with depression, and that was really a turning point for me because the first thing I said when I went home that night is I can't keep living this way. I'm doing what the world says I should do, but I haven't really asked what do I want to do. And my inner voice said, Shannon, follow your heart. And that was like really monumental for me. We hear this, right? You know, follow your heart. It's a meme. I think Joseph Campbell says it. Like, it's a famous thing. And it's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever that means. But I had never really, I was living so much in my head. I was obsessive in, about what wasn't working, you know, how could I improve? And it wasn't until I dropped into my heart and I said, well, who are you? What do you want to do with this life that you have? And that led to leaving everything that wasn't working to step into the life that I live today. And it's a beautiful journey when we can come back to our true self. And that's really what it is. All of the work I do is about awakening to your true self so you can live the life you are made for. And it's, um, it's a beautiful process when we go deep inside and allow ourselves to be who we are in a world that often tells us we should be different. Yes. Yes. I love that so much. I think so many of us struggle with 
yeah, just that that inner war, that inner conflict between our minds and our hearts. You know, and I know that our mind, our ego, it it wants to keep us safe, but it gets to a point where we <laughs> we have to let that fear go. We can't let it drive us or dictate our lives and the actions that we're taking. So, I'd mm-hmm. love to just hear about your experience with fear and overcoming fear in your journey. You know, it's interesting because fear is constant. And I think a lot of times we try to get rid of the fear and push it away. Mm -hmm. And things started to go really well when I started to listen to my heart. I published, self-published my first book. And then that led to a really robust publishing and speaking career and coaching career. And, you know, I was doing really well traveling. And when my last book came out called Joy Seeker, I was on book tour all about (laughs) joy. It sounds lovely. And I was really practicing the methods. I was like, yeah, this is great. However, I remember very clearly, I call them pivotal moments. I feel like we have pivotal moments in our life that are life-changing because they direct us in a path of, of really awakening even to a deeper level. So I was at the hotel after this beautiful speech about joy and a panic attack started to happen. And I started to feel very short of breath. I was breaking out into a cold sweat and I just started crying profusely. And I, I couldn't stop the obsessive worry in my head, which was all ego that said, who do you think you are to talk about joy? Here I have a published book and I'm literally empowering people through my coaching practice to, to be a joy seeker. Like It was so loud and it became so debilitating for weeks on end. And anybody who's gone through anxiety and we're living through massive anxiety and fear right now, you know that it's really hard to focus on anything else. So, you know, the mantras or the, you know, just just change your habits. Like it doesn't work when you're in it. And uh, I went through that. And interesting enough, I said, my full-time mission needs to be to really identify what's going on here. And I spent um, getting ready to reach out. And I share this in my new book, Return to You. I was getting ready to reach out to the doctor, say, I can't do this on my own. And it was like a force field. I can describe it nothing more than maybe spirit, my higher self, source energy coming down. It was very loving. But I heard the voice really loud, my higher voice or spirit. So you can't fix a spiritual situation with an outside solution. Uh, Yes. And in that moment, I said, wow, okay. So that's the journey I'm on. <laughs> and I started to practice, uh, took myself on a process to really understand what inner peace is because I was living through so much anxiety. And flash forward a couple months later, I was scheduled to go on a whole worldwide speaking tour. Lovely. I had been working for that for my whole career. And it was March 2020. And within days, uh, hours even, all of the contracts got canceled because we were entering into, you know, the coronavirus that was entering the world. And yes. And my first thought was, holy crap, everything is going away. My ego was right. But within five, 10 seconds, I caught myself. I said, no, you know how to practice inner peace and live through the chaos, no matter what's going on. So roll up your sleeves and let's do this. And that led to everything I do today, which is a grounding in inner peace and how to stay calm in the chaos. <laughs> I love that so much. I had a similar situation. I was actually going to host a women's empowerment event in the Woodlands, Texas in May of 2020. And mm. all the contracts, like you just said, everything was set and ready to go for that. 
And yeah, then March happened and I had to postpone (laughs) indefinitely, but I had that same moment too, where I was like, what's happening? Why is this happening? It's all going away. I had the exact same thought process. Yes. And I think in that time when, you know, when that happens, we have a choice. We can fall into a deeper oh my gosh, this is happening to me. Or we can see that, wait a second, there's a deeper awareness here. You know, and I I share in my book, Return to You, I open up with our level of love or our level of fear is going to determine the state of our reality. And uh, that's a quote from Stephen Richards. And and I think with us, right, we we realize, okay, well, we can let fear drive us forward or we can say, well, what's next? How are we, how can we show up through this, even though we may not understand it? Exactly. Oh, that's such a good mindset shift and such a good perspective shift to take on. So you've mentioned your new book, which is releasing in early April, I believe called Return to You, 11 Spiritual Lessons for Unshakable Inner Peace. And as I was chatting with you earlier, I mentioned that I nearly read it in one sitting, that I literally had to pry myself away from the book and really remind myself to take it one chapter at a time. So that way I could really absorb and integrate the lessons fully. So can you share with us what prompted you to write Return to You? Like, was there a specific moment or a catalyst or was it a culmination or... You know, thank you. And thank you for that. I'm so glad you've got to see an advanced copy because of all the books, this is my fifth book out in the world. It it has a journey that it takes you through. Of course, I have other books about self-love and joy seeking, but this book literally from page one moves you into a kind of progression. So it makes me happy to hear that you felt like you were involved in it because chapter, you know, lesson one closes and lesson two picks up right there. So it's kind of like a Netflix series where you see the ending and you got to keep going. (laughs) It is. It's very immersive. (laughs) (laughs) And that wasn't really by design. That's just how it decided to to kind of write itself. I, I feel like for me personally, I realized because I was living through what I needed to share, which is what am I going through right now? Well, I'm feeling these anxiety attacks and I'm suffering from a lot of feeling fear. And this fear is not really sourced from anything except from my ego because I have to realize that I really am always safe. And so it became a spiritual journey for me. Now, I've been a spiritual person pretty much all my life. I grew up in a religion, but, you know, Christian, but I feel like a lot of my books are grounded in spirituality. But in that moment, when I had that that awareness, that pivotal moment, if you will, of this is a spiritual issue, I had to really learn what is God to me? What is source energy? What does divine really mean? Because I, it's nice to kind of be in the spiritual world and kind of apply the tools, but to really embody them, it's a whole new thing. Yes. <laughs> so that's really what my awakening was. It was a deeper awareness to there's always more to learn and grow into love. And I recognized firsthand that what I was living through was actually a divine grand opportunity to know what I was working towards. So even in the Tao training and a lot of Eastern philosophy, they say, you know, to know something, you must know the opposite. Yes. And I was kind of going through a lot of anxiety at that time. So I was like, well, what is the opposite of this? Oh, peace. Have I really ever felt peace? And I, I kind of put myself on a program to realize, and I started to implement these, these tools and the lessons. One of the main lessons is we're in a school called Planet Earth. So 
everything, and this is actually inspired by Summer Bacon and Dr. Peebles, but everything we go through is like a lesson in a course. And when we start to look at it that way, what if your soul signed up for, what course am I in today? And I started to apply more self-compassion, you know, oh, okay, so I decided to kind of on a higher level, higher path, go through anxiety so I could truly understand what peace really is. Yes. Yes. And I love how you just mentioned that like knowing its opposite or knowing the opposite of something, because we talk a lot on this podcast about the purpose of contrast and duality and how polarity can actually create clarity in your life. So do you have any specific examples of a time in your life that you'd be willing to share where contrast really helped you clarify something, whether it was a desire you had or maybe like a preference or an experience? Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. And I love that you share that too, because truly contrast does bring clarity. And I like to kind of look at the contrast in our life. We're in a big giant school of contrast. Like earth is that. Let's just look at what's happening out in the world, you know? And so we can choose to get on that roller coaster of ups and downs and ride them, but that is causing the anxiety, the addictions, the frustration, the stress, the fear. And really it comes about learning how to stay calm in the chaos because it starts with your inner world. And this did happen to me when I was writing the book, actually. I live in just outside of Portland, Oregon, on the West Coast. And um, in 2020 and 2021, there were wild, wild fires happening in our area. And we had the worst air quality in the whole world for several days in a row. The, the, The sky was blood orange. I was terrified to go outside because the, you know, I couldn't even walk my dog. It was so so thick. And we don't have that because it's a wet climate. So it felt like an upside down world. And as I was going through this, I never experienced such such kind of turbulence and a natural disaster that was happening so close. I had friends that actually, family that had lost homes and had been displaced. It was so anxious driven. And I remember very clearly having this moment of this is contrast. You are in a school called Planet Earth. And I know in A Course in Miracles, there's a passage, and I share this in in the process too of the book, that you're never going to be where you're not supposed to be. God always puts you where you're supposed to be. And I recognize that I am here and I am safe, even though I may not feel safe. And it became very clear to me that if we don't go within, we go without. I literally, on top of the COVID lockdowns, couldn't go outside. And it was this moment where I I see the world as a metaphor in general, and I believe spirit talks to us through metaphors because these are universal (laughs) understandings. I was like, oh, this is the lesson. I have to go within my heart. The real work is to go through and understand these emotions. And I remember I wasn't allowing myself to feel my emotions, the sadness of people losing their homes, the devastation of my beautiful state. And I cried and I let these emotions out. And as soon as I did, you know, Jess King as a Peloton instructor, she talks about your emotions only last three to five minutes max, 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 max. And so you can work through them because we run from our emotions. And I, I allowed myself to feel it. And then when I felt it, I released it, transmuted it, and got to clarity. It was almost like a meditative state because I got divine downloads that there is more you can do. And I started going around my house and getting toiletries together. I put together a lot of care packages. I went to the local organizations and dedicated some um, resources to help. And I realized 
if I never allowed myself to feel my feelings, if I didn't go within, then I would have prevented myself from going to a place of action and service. And so it's part of the contrast, but it's also part of knowing that there's always more we can do when we allow ourselves to be where we are instead of where we think we shouldn't be or resisting what is. Oh, absolutely. And I love how you just mentioned A Course in Miracles because you also reference the course throughout the book, which I'm also a student of. So that really resonated with me, especially how nothing real can be threatened. Mm -hmm. And you offer really sound advice to see all things as they are instead of as we are. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on kind of how our individual perspective really does shape our reality. (laughs) It's so true. And yes, I love being a course student as well. And then sharing because there's life lessons and truths and wisdom that can kind of come in. And I think it's really important to recognize that every single person is on their own journey. And sometimes we really want other people to be where we are. Even now, I'm kind of going through a personal situation where there's a lot of family pressure where they want you to do something in order for them. There's a situation with like a social event. and, And it's like we get to a place where you have to ask yourself, and I know back when I was in advertising, I wanted other people to do what I thought was right. It's a form of control. But when we're doing that, as I share in the book, you're trying to control everything around you, but what are you really allowing yourself to do for you? Your happiness and our happiness truly is not dependent on anything or anyone outside of ourselves. And my absolute favorite, favorite quote from the Course in Miracles is nothing real can be threatened. And a lot of times we put our focus on things that aren't real, such as the likes, the follows, and the what other people think about us. And, and all, of, all of that is outside of you. What you do have control over is what is inside of you. And on that same idea, our beliefs really do shape our reality. And this is one of the lessons. And I'm recognizing, and what I started to learn and what I see in my coaching practices, whatever you believe, it is your destiny done onto you, if you will. So if you believe you're, you know, maybe you've been trying to lose weight for many, many years and you're just not able, or you've been single, or look at whatever the biggest problem is in your life or situation. And then look at the beliefs around that. And if we shift our beliefs and open up to nothing real can be threatened, meaning what is real here is the love that is in your heart and the love that is available in this process. All that other stuff is an illusion and fear. And when you step into the truth, you can step sidestep yourself and start to expand into a new way of seeing the situation and you're free. You're free from fear. Oh, Yes. And there's one lesson in your book in particular, I think it's lesson seven, where you talk about how our purpose or your purpose, you know, is personal expansion. Mm -hmm. And you really emphasized how there isn't just one thing that we came here to do on earth. So this is so interesting because when I started on my spiritual journey, I kind of had that mindset of, oh, I have to find that one thing, that one sole purpose. And if I don't find it, I'm a failure and (laughs) having all those kind of, you know, that inner monologue going on. So can you expand more on that and how searching for that one thing, relentlessly searching for your sole purpose might actually be hindering us? 
Yes. And this is actually probably one of my favorite chapters because I, I too felt the way you did. I was like, I got to find my purpose. I, I, I'm a writer. Okay. No, I'm a coach. Like, and we, we hook into this idea that what we do and who we are is our purpose. And I think collectively, if we, if we were to step back and be real honest and we look at maybe the past two years of our lives, humanity as a whole is really kind of coming to a reckoning of how we've been living and chasing these things outside of ourselves a lot is almost a focus on, you know, the purpose of our life. And we're disengaging from that, if you will, and shattering that illusion and starting to see that maybe it's not about that one thing you do because that job you had is no longer the same thing or, you know, there's so much changes happening outside of ourselves. So what this really comes back to is it's about expanding and our true purpose for everything, every single soul on earth is to expand and we are expanding into more love through the contrast of understanding who we are as we are and you recognize that so the things that you think are you they're not really you the job title these are extensions of our love and so me as a writer you in the work that you're doing it's really because you love helping you love being of service and when we connect into what it is that drives us, all these other things become avenues in which we share. And so that's the key difference. And there's a process that I take people through, which is inspired by Thrive, which is the the movie Thrive and the whole philosophy of each and every person on the planet has, a, I like to say they play in their own bucket, if you will. And um, we each, you know, I have a, I have a, a family member who's very into politics and super activism, activists, like always sending these things to sign, like always doing the marches, always saying, hey, let's do this, do this. And <laughs> sounds like my sister. <laughs> yeah. Love them. God bless them. But that's not me. I am not. <laughs> I am not an activist, but one of the core archetypes is to be, um, you know, kind of a political renegade or to change the system. That is her core, core, core activist, her purpose in, in through who her soul has kind of designed to be. But there are others that are teachers or conscious shifts, you know, and I take people through this process. And as you're going through, you can see, well, what do you care about? And you just start there. Well, mm-hmm. do you care about, you know, injustices, uh, politics, economics, you know, spirituality? And I think you and I play in the spirituality realm. It's part of who we are, right? Yes. <laughs> and also, um, you know, the arts and, and just uh, teaching. So you look at where you are and you start to just thrive. Some people really love to do certain areas, but that doesn't have to be you. We don't all have to do the same thing. And really, from a spiritual perspective, the way the world and the earth is designed and the humanity, if everyone just focuses on their kind of bucket and their sector, then we will all thrive together. Oh, I love that so much. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, we, the world, the universe, you know, there is a a balance, a sacred balance there. So it's like, we can't, it would actually be insane if all yeah. of us were trying to do the same yeah. things as That's one exactly another. It. Yes, you nailed it because we see a lot of pressure and a lot of what we're in now is there's so much contention of trying to do what we think is right. And, and that's what's causing the most anxiety and angst right now because that's not by nature, the way that we are supposed to function. And so I think we're starting to see the shift. We're starting to shift into, let's stop trying to get everyone to do the same thing. And instead, let's do what we know is right within us. And then we all lift together. Yeah, we're kind of moving out of this very strange, like standardized approach to life that we all had to this more 
It's, it's the it's the age of Aquarius. It's the individual. It's your unique expression of your soul and understanding how important that is to just the collective shift and awakening in consciousness and perspective. <laughs> I know. It's so beautiful. I like to call it the age of intuition too, because yes. as we, it is the age of Aquarius, but the more we start to tune into the innate wisdom within us, and that's really what Return to You, the book is all about, you have the answers within you and you start to awaken, and then you're living in this whole new reality, which is peace and joy and, and love. Yes. Oh my gosh. So along with spiritual seekers, we also have a lot of writers who tune into the podcast. What advice would you give someone who is wanting to write a book and share their life experiences? Because I know sometimes this can be, you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love this. My actual very first book, when I left advertising, I wanted and saw the vision to be a career author. And that was always kind of the path I wanted to go. But I started with, well, what does that mean? And I made a promise to myself to always write from a place of integrity and honesty. And that was something I dedicated early on. And, and as by doing that, I've been able to really step even deeper into my truth. And so the advice really to any writer is to allow yourself to not even focus on the writing, but the being. Mm. And what this what happens when you start to write so often, and I do author mentoring as well, and I see this, and I used to do this, is we focus so much on, well, who is this book for? How is this going to be interpreted if my grandma reads it? Or, you know, we, we focus while we're in the writing process on what the outcome will be, or we stop ourselves. And we totally limit ourselves from the expression of what wants to come through. And so with every single one of my books, and I really attribute this to the success that I've had is I have gotten rid of that filter completely. And I have allowed myself to connect so fully to what wants to come through. And you can always edit. Yeah, my books go through nine, 10 edits, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say that. Okay. But I needed to write it. And so the thing is we give ourselves permission to just connect to the divine flow. Yes. Oh and my gosh. Another fun trick that I like to do is ask your book what it wants to be. You know, my very first book, Find Your Happy, I was pitching agents and I was trying to push and hustle and like, oh, I want this to have a traditional deal. But it kept saying, hey, this book is called Find Your Happy. That means you're not going to wait for happiness. You're going to do it now. Mm. And, you know, I the industry was trying to get me to define myself and it was just, I realized. And so I self-published that book and it's the best thing I ever did for my career. Best thing. Yes, I think when we stay in in integrity with ourselves and with the message that we are wanting to share with the world, I feel like that's actually where the magic happens. I can't tell you how many times I've just recorded a podcast episode or a YouTube video or wrote a book that really where I was just connected with the message and I didn't I had zero thought about how it would be perceived, right? Yeah. Like it just it was just for me, I always say to write for yourself and not for the market because the market yes. changes and the trends change. But if you stay in integrity with yourself and write what truly wants to be written, you yes. literally cannot fail. <laughs> you, and that's exactly it. And I've seen it time and time in, in my career. And, you know, I have other author friends like you too who will write for the market. And interesting, you just nailed it. I have a friend who two years before, they were like, write a book about, you know, a, a certain topic. And they're like, okay. And they're like, that's going to make you famous and get on all the press. So they literally transformed their whole direction. And interesting enough, the whole world changed. 
<laughs> so they're like, that's not a direction anyone wants to talk about right now <laughs> when we're in like a worldwide crisis. So I, I think you nailed it. And God bless everyone on their journey because that's what we have to go through. But I just talked to this friend the other day. We're in a mastermind author group. And she was like, I am finally stepping into what I really want to talk about. I guess I had to go through that. But now in my heart of hearts, this is my mission and this is what I'm here. But she didn't want to share that before because she didn't think it was popular. But it doesn't matter what's, I always often say, when you follow your heart, you are always provided for. Yes. And that's really what it's about. So I love that you feel that way too. Writers, write what's on your heart. Yes. 1000%. (laughs) Yes. I will say too, on that same topic, a lot of times fears will come in in our writing journey. And since we're talking about fear today and the anxiety, often look at that fear and ask, you know, directly, what are you here for? Uh, What is it you're really trying to share? Because a lot of times the fear, I have this huge fear that you can't make a living doing what you love. Mm -hmm. Writers, I even had a a coach who was a mentor before I published my first book. And I said, I want to write a book called Find Your Happy. And my coach said, don't do that. That is the, and she literally said it like that. I was like, what? She said, I just tried to pitch a book, and this was back in 2012, about inspiration and happiness. It is such an, my agent told me it is so overdone. No one wants to buy that. It's so crowded. And when she said that, my inner voice said, well, watch me. It wasn't anything about her. Like I wasn't trying to prove to her, but it said, I'm not going to take what you're telling me about my reality as truth. And I went and self-published that book and it became, it still to this day of all my books, and I've been in the traditional industry for a decade, the first week it came out, it has been ranked higher than any of those other books. Wow. (laughs) And and I'm a bestseller now, but it's so interesting because when that happened, I had a choice. I could listen to what people tell me about the industry or how, you know, they say you need a big platform to get a book deal. And none of that matters when you're aligned with your truth and your soul direction. Truer words have never been spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Life truth. (laughs) Oh, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Shannon, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Me too. This is so fun. I know. This has been (laughs) such an enlightening conversation. Could you tell us where we can connect with you on social media and just in the online space? (laughs) Yes, you bet. So my website is playwiththeworld.com. And actually there's a lot of free resources there as well. And on social media, I am a big, big fan of talking about unity and and love and spreading joy. So all of my social media is really conscious about being a safe place for us to come and feel supported. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's Shannon Kaiser writes my author page, W-R-I-T-E-S. And my book, Return to You, is coming out April everywhere. And everyone, you must grab it. Like it needs to just be, Shannon's already an auto buy author for me. So I feel very (laughs) privileged and honored to have been able to read an early version of the book. So it's incredible. And I'll leave all of that information in the show notes. So for everyone listening, make sure to go connect with Shannon on social media, check out her newest book, Return to You, and also visit her website. So Shannon, I want to thank you so much for all of your wisdom and insight and for taking the time to be on the podcast today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been so great to be here with you. Of course, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more beyond this podcast, make sure to check out my website at innerdivinealchemy.com and give me a follow over on Instagram at innerdivinealchemy.com. 
Don't forget to check out The Collective, where we have monthly themes on all things metaphysical and spiritual. I'll chat with you all again very soon.